Chapter 17 of Frigid Fracas by Mac Reynolds. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. It was a free evening for Joe, but one that Nadine had found necessary to devote to her medical duties. Max had been gushing about a cabaret in Buddha, a place named Bexacapu, where the wine flowed as wine can flow only in the Balkans and where the gypsy music was as only gypsy music can be. Max had developed a tolerance for wine after only two or three attempts at what they called sot, and which he didn't consider exactly beer. Joe said, only half interested, for proletarians, party members, or what? Max said, well, gee, I guess it's most proletarians, but in these little places like you can see almost anybody a couple of nights ago when i took off i even seen a rusky field marshal there and he was drenched joe was at loose ends besides this was a facet of budapest life he had yet to investigate the intimate night spots frequented by all strata of sov society he came to a quick decision okay max let's give it a look Possibly it'll turn out to be a place I can take Nadine. She's a bit weary of the overgrown glamour spots they have here. They're more ostentatious than anything you find even in Greater Washington. Max said, in his feisty belligerence, Does that mean better? Joe grunted amusement at the little man, even as he took up his jacket. No, it doesn't, he said, and take that chip off your shoulder. When you were back home, you were continually beefing about what a rugged go you had being a mid-lower in the West world. Now that you're over here, the merest suggestion that it's not all peaches at home, and you're ready to fight. Max said, his ugly face twisted in a grimace, even as he helped Joe with the jacket, Well, all these characters over here are up to their tonsils in curd about the West. They think everybody's starving over there because they're unemployed, and they think the lowers are, like, ground down and all, and that there's lots of race troubles and all. Even as they left the apartment, Joe was realizing how much closer Max had already got to the actual people than either he or Nadine, but he was still amused. He said, And wasn't that largely what you used to think about things over here when you were back home? How many starving have you seen? Max grunted. Well, you know, that's right. They're not as bad off as I thought. Some of those telly shows I used to watch was kind of exaggerated like. Joe said absently, if international fracases could be won by newspapers and telly reporters, the Soves would have lost the frigid fracas as far back as when they still called it the Cold War. The Bexicapu turned out to be largely what Max had reported, and Joe expected, a rather small cellar cabaret, specializing in Hungarian wines and such nibbling delicacies as turos, suksa, and cheese nokis, but specializing as well, or even more so, in romantic atmosphere, dominated by heartstring touching of gypsy violins, as musicians strolled by quietly, pausing at this table, and then that, to lean so close to the feminine ear that the lady was all but caressed. It came to Joe that there was more of this in Sov world than at home. 
the sole proletarians evidently spent less time at their tally sets than did the lowers in the west world they found a table crowded though the night spot was and ordered a bottle of chilled fetatiesca it wasn't until the waiter had recorded the order against joe's international credit card information that it was realized he and max were from the west so many non-hungarians from all over the so world were about budapest that the foreigner was an accepted large percentage of the man in the street max said making as usual no attempt to lower his voice well look there there's a sample of them not being as advanced like as the west world a waiter imagine using waiters for a beer joint how come they don't have auto bars and all sure 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 joe said dryly and canned music and a big telly screen instead of a live show maybe they prefer it this way max you can't possibly carry automation too far now nah, max protested taking a full half glass of his wine down in one gulp don't you see how this takes up people's time all these waiters and musicians and all could be home relaxing like and watching telly and sucking down tranks joe said not really interested and largely arguing for the sake of conversation a voice from the next table said coldly in accented anglo-american you don't seem to appreciate our entertainment gentlemen of the west joe looked at the source of the words there were only three officers only one in the distinctive pinched waist uniform of the hungarians a captain the other two wore the sove epaulets which proclaimed them majors but joe didn't place the nationality of the uniforms there were several bottles upon the table largely empty joe said carefully to the contrary we find it most enjoyable sir but max had had two full glasses of the potent fetiesca and besides was feeling pleased and effervescent over his success in getting joe mauser his idol to spend a night on the town with him he wanted to impress his superior with the extent to which he had got to know budapest max said now we've got places just as good as this in the west and bigger too lots bigger this joint wouldn't hold more than fifty people the one who had spoken one of the majors who wore the boots of a cavalryman said nastily indeed i recognize how that when i addressed you both as gentlemen i failed to realize that in the west gentlemen are not selective in their company and allow themselves to wallow in the gutter with the dregs of their society the hungarian captain said lazily are you sure Froll, that either of them are gentlemen there seems to be a distinctive odor about the lower classes whether in the west world or our own joe came to his feet quietly max said suddenly sobered hey major sir easy it ain't important joe had picked up his glass of wine with a gesture so easy as almost to be slow motion he tossed it in the face of the foppish officer the hungarian aghast took up his napkin and began to brush the drink from his uniform meanwhile sputtering to an extent verging on hysteria the major who had been seated immediately to his right fumbled in assistance meanwhile staring at joe as though he were a madman the cavalryman though was of sterner stuff 
in the back of his mind joe was thinking even as the other seized a bottle by its long neck and broke off the base on the edge of the table now this one's from the pink army an old pro and a rusky sure as zen made green apples the major came up kicking a chair to one side joe hunched his shoulders forward took up his napkin and with a quick double gesture wrapped it twice around his left hand which he extended slightly the major came in the jagged edges of the bottle advanced much as a sword his face was working in rage and joe outwardly cool decided in the back of his mind that he was glad he never had to serve under this one this one gave way to rage and temper when things were pickling and there is no room for such luxuries in a fracas max was yelling something from behind that didn't come through in the bedlam that had suddenly engulfed the bexicapu at the last moment joe suddenly struck out with his left leg hooked with his foot the small table at which the three sove officers had been sitting and twisted quickly throwing it to the side and immediately into the way of his enraged opponent the other swore as his shins banged the side and was thrown slightly forward for a moment off balance joe stepped forward quickly precisely and his right chopped down and to the side of the other's prominent jawbone the rusky if rusky he was went suddenly glazed of eye he doubled forward originally an attempt to regain balance continued and fell flat on his face joe spun around come on max let's get out of here i doubt if we're welcome he didn't want to give the other two time to organize themselves and decide to attack defeat the two he and max might be able to accomplish but joe wasn't at all sure where the waiters would stand in the fray nor anyone else in the small cabaret for that matter max at the peak of excitement now yelled what do you think i've been saying come on follow me there's a rear door next to the restroom the waiters and others were converging on them joe mauser didn't wait to argue he took max's word for it and hurried after the small worthy going round and about the interweaving tables and chairs like an old-time broken field football player the end of chapter seventeen of frigid fracas by mac reynolds recorded by dale grothman